Right then, Ronnie and Ramage uncut. Uh, this pod and one more to go for this season. Uh, so let's talk Brentford. Um, Gaz, was there much to talk about Brentford? Uh, much like Norwich, you could argue against us when we got the 1-0 win. They seem to be on the beach. I think we were on the beach as well, weren't we? I, I think so. Um, it must be hard, though, going into those games. Um, when you've, uh, should we just say, uh, exhausted, maybe um, <laughs> sort of like the, the social side of things. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could tell from the from the players. They looked a bit leggy, didn't they? And um, ultimately, it was a, a, a team that had many changes. Um, we'd like to have seen a, a couple more. But I think, look, when you look at the, the gap between us and Norwich, it's um, it's very wishful thinking, wasn't it, to think that we would be able to kind of close that gap with two games to go. And I think deep down, the players would have known that as well. So I think we can excuse them on this occasion that that perhaps um, they were a bit leggy. The, the fact is we're in a situation where um, two games to go were already promoted um, and we don't have to worry about this running against Swansea uh, and Brentford. So, um, yeah, not the perfect performance, but job's already been done. From, from my side of things. Absolutely, yeah. It was, uh, um, I guess, good to see a few few alternative faces get get a game. Uh, you, you can see the rustiness, like uh, Cabaselli, for example. Uh, just you, you can tell he's not played for ages. Um, and uh, just, just picking him out, but they're, they're equally I could, could probably share that about one or two others. Um, disappointed for Hungbo. I thought that he'd, he'd started lively, looked all right. Would have, would have been good to see him get, get 90 under his belt and see what he's got to offer. Uh, so yeah, really disappointing to see him pull up with a hamstring injury, but shouldn't, shouldn't be anything that keeps him out like for, for too long. Looking at next season, I wouldn't have thought if it's just a pull. Um, uh, so yeah, um, I, I don't know if there's a lot to discuss. Is, is there really? I thought I, I, you know I, I thought we started okay um, against a decent football team, um, and then uh, the uh, I thought the effort levels were good. The intensity was was reasonable, but I, but as you say, the job's already been done. So it's um, it, it happens that teams switch off, and um, uh, you get uh, you get punished accordingly. So uh, there you go. I think I think there was a few maybe missed opportunities because you kind of look at like, Hungbo. You could tell that when when he came into the team, he was keen to make an impression. Like he he wants to be here next year. You can tell that, and he wants to be. Um, pushing for, 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 you know, appearances in the Premier League. Um, you kind of look at other players a little bit, so who have been on the edges, um, Zink and Argel, um, I thought it was a good opportunity to kind of see what could he do from the right-hand side. OK, look, he didn't get much time there before he was brought into the centre. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too effective. Um, hasn't overly, I know we've talked about him quite a bit, but, uh, and I, I don't want to dig him out too much, but, I was really looking forward to perhaps seeing him on that right-hand side just to see what he does bring. Um, and likewise, you'd like to think that there's a few more fighting for their place, the likes of success um, and Gray. Um, again, nothing too too impressive. I, I was a little bit disappointed that Wilmot um, didn't start because, um, I don't know, I, I don't necessarily like him in that, that Will Hughes kind of holding role midfield, but when he does come on, he, he seems to do okay there. Um, and I just think I just think that we've potentially missed a little bit of a trick here in terms of um, blooding him for the for the Premier League because I don't see him as fifth choice centre back. Um, I very much see him as as our third best centre back 
option at the moment. And um, Munoz seems to think differently. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if there was one, like I say, um, always disappointing not to win, but there's certainly some positive. Pochettino got to make his uh, sort of like debut, a very brief substitute uh, appearance. But it would have been nice to see um, maybe a few more um, conservative efforts, shall we say, from the forward line. It didn't seem like we were going to break any uh, any records anytime soon. What Pochettino, just while you mention him, uh, I think serves to illustrate. He may be a very good player, but on that showing, it was was pretty dismal, wasn't it? But um, not not to dig him out, but I think that helps to illustrate the difference in level between under twenty three football and yeah. uh, senior football has never been greater. Like he just looks so far off the pace. It just just looks it looks incredible. So what, what, it's, what it's always nice to see a debut and whatnot. If you, I kind of, kind of maybe contrast that to Hungbo when Hungbo came in for his debut, kind of like, was it Man United maybe? I think it was maybe, probably the first chance I, had, I got a proper look at him. A um, bit more up to speed. I just just thought the, the, the difference there was kind of in, was incredible um, and how off the pace Pochettino looked. But uh, let's let, uh, if he gets another chance, let, let's see what happens next time. Um, Succession Grey, uh, uh, again, I think, helped to illustrate the, the fact that uh, like they've been... Well, Gr- well, Grey's been all right as a backup, albeit there's been an out- a, a lack of output, isn't there? Um, success, I think, is, is done uh, with Watford now. Would, would, uh, would you not agree, given the kind of the chances he's had? But I, I, again, I think it serves to illustrate the, the gap there is between um, like what's been a real strong squad this year in the championship and what wouldn't be a real strong squad next year unless we upgrade. Yeah, I, th- I think, look, you look at um, Isaac's success and, it, it, you know, we've talked about him time and time again. Um, and the fact is, is he's, he's had his chances. He's also had um, a little bit of, um, well, he's been quite unfortunate, should we say, in terms of the injuries that he's picked up. But, but I'm sure that's connected to... Um, to uh, the lifestyle choices that he may have. I, I think the challenge that we've got with success and Grey, though, is the fact that they haven't overperformed at this level. Um, and to be honest, they've, they've not even been close to performing at the expected level. They, they've massively underperformed. And you, you say Grey's been all right. And look, OK, he, he's not been that bad. But if you kind of look um, at his statistics over the course of the year, it, it's 29 appearances and four or five goal involvements. And for someone who's on that kind of salary you'd expect a little bit more maybe um so i think the problem that we've got with both of them though is they're both on another contract to the end of the year um success i i would assume that he's probably on about 40k a week seeing as we had to give him an inflated contract just to get his work permit andre gray is is certainly on north of that and the fact is is when they're not performing to the levels that you'd expect um We've had a COVID impact sort of like 12, 12, 15, 16 months now. Who's going to take on their contract? So unless we actually shell out and say, okay, we'll release them from their contract um, or ship them out on loan uh, and split the cost, I could could very much expect them to be here next year, if I'm honest. So, um, yeah, it's it's disappointing because I'd like to think that we could upgrade in those areas. You know, you look at someone like Sema, for instance, and, and whilst Semmer's got some very strong attributes, I think when he gets one-on-one with a defender, when, when he actually puts a cross into the box, he's very effective. But he only sort of like plays in, in short spurts of the game. So 
we need to reinforce these areas. And the fact is we can't go into the Premier League with success being our versatile option uh, along the front three. Um, Andre Gray sitting on the bench um, playing second fiddle to, to Dini and Pedro um, and still picking up that kind of salary. Um, I don't necessarily think Gray's been a bad signing for us. You go back to that year, we made it to the semi-final uh, or to the final. You got nine goals that year. Um, but he's another year older. Um, a year that would have dented his confidence and I don't really see how we can come back from it, if I'm honest. If you haven't got the quality to perform in the Championship, then then how can you step up to the Premier League? It's an interesting dynamic to the last time we went up because the last time we went up, we had 20 goals from Troy, 20 goals from Megalo, 15 plus from Vidra, 10 plus from Forestieri, uh, Abdi scoring goals, Terja scoring goals, like, like uh, Guardiola scoring goals. There was like goals all across the team and like it, it's kind of almost it, it's kind of like the reverse this year isn't it like um Sars our top scorer uh, I think he's the only one who's over you know in double figures um and we've kind of gone up this year based on like a, a superb defense rather than you know the the, the kind of goal scoring uh ride we went on last time round um not to say our defense wasn't wasn't half decent then but um, I kind of yeah, that that kind of gave us a lot of positivity going into the following season. Though that we were going places with like you know Dini Nagalo and Co. Uh, up top. Um, whereas this time we go up with a uh, a strong strong back line, but that back line uh, is pretty much unchanged in the Premier League and was pretty dismal in the Premier League. So that's this this is the interesting dynamic for me is that how do we how do we carry over this decent defensive form into the Premier League? Um, and how do we address the lack of goals we've had? So, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be some movement in the transfer market. Hopefully, SAR stays, etc. Um, to 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 um, uh, to uh, improve things up top. But defensively, I mean, it's only really C- uh, Sierra Alto that's different from the defence that. Uh, well, all right, Sierra Alto and Kong. But it, you know, in general, it's been like kind of you know, there's been Cathcart's been around, Cavaselli's been around. You know, the fullbacks have been the same, etc. Um, Foster played half the season, you know. So, so, kind of, how does how does this good defensive form transform into next year is is, is interesting thing for me. Um, Backman's going to be the number one next year, uh, from what's been kind of coming out of the club. I think Adam Levental in the Athletic reported on that that he's the number one. How do you feel about that? Um, <clears throat> mixed emotions, if I'm honest, because um, if I look at his weaknesses, um, certainly crossing. Um, uh, or, or handling within the six-yard box from, from crosses is a bit of a weakness. Um, but you don't seem to, from memory anyway, we, we don't seem to kind of face the, the the storm that we would see in the championship in terms of just get the ball into the box and bundle the keeper. Um, I think shot-stopping is very good. Handling um, uh, from, from shot-stopping is, is pretty good also. Kicking, not so bad. Um my my main worry at times is is as I said the handling from crosses, but also the communication with the back line. He seems to get in a bit of a fumble um, in in certain circumstances. So I think at the end of the day he's come in and he's been extremely effective. So does he deserve his chance? Yes. Um, I think if we're going to go with Backman as number one, we've got a pretty reliable number two in in Foster. I would have preferred if we would have had a look at Dolberg preseason though. Yeah. That that would have been my preference because I think we've seen evidence this year that someone can go up with a bit of a pony goalkeeper, which is the Leeds one. I'm not not a fan of him whatsoever. Um, 
and, and not do too badly. Um, but I think the defensive record that we've got, I mean, I, I, I think that defensively, the two centre-backs we've got are an upgrade of what we had in the Premier League. And I think Wilmot's got better. I think we've got an OK left-back for the Premier League. And I think, if we're honest, Femenia is not a good right-back in the Premier League. Um, so there's there's no question that we need to upgrade. But I also think that the Championship in general hasn't been as prolific. So um, I think if we look at the likes of Backman, I don't think he's really been tested yet. We can maybe look at Man United away as to see how he kind of handled that game. And he, he was pretty good. But again, were Man United at full throttle in that game? Um, I think we've also got to bear in mind, we can't spend lavishly this year, can we, going into the Premier League? It's, it's, um, it's, it's not a bad situation to be in that we've got Backman, who's a good goalkeeper, but is he Premier League quality? Only playing at that level is going to give us the, the answers to that. Yes, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. I um, I thought Foster would come back in as number one when he was fit, but obviously given his given his form, there's there's good argument to say why Backman uh, stayed. And I can only really think of two mistakes he's made since he's been in, which was uh, the Bournemouth goal from Dan Juma. I thought he should have saved, and the penalty he gave way at Luton, where he absolutely hammered the guy who was uh, well, I say threw on goal, he was going the, in the going down towards a corner flag, and just just didn't need to make contact. So. Um, he, yeah, I, like maybe he does justify his chance because he, he's, he's a good, good shot stopper. I think when he has been tested, you think maybe that was it the double save against see the Birmingham or Millwall, one of the games where you, like he clattered into the post making the save was a, was a phenomenal save. In general, his shot stopping is good. He doesn't, he doesn't spill shots. Um, I, I think his communication is good. I, I, think he, I, I think he doesn't like the ball being around his six-yard box in the air, as you, as you pointed out. But I think in terms of the messaging he gives out to his back line, I think it's good. And I think that's probably a way of working with Foster, I dare say, it's, it's coming, coming well. So, yeah, maybe he does, does deserve his chance. Um, I can't see Foster sitting around as a number two, though. Um, Foster's, Foster's kind of said he's got one more year and then he wants to retire. Does he want to spend that year on the bench? So... I dare say he's got it good in terms of his working arrangement, given that he's, you know, 38, the, his travel arrangements, when he gets a day off, when he doesn't have to travel with the team, et cetera. But I don't think Foster doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to want to sit on the bench. He's not, he's not done a lot of that in his career, has he? He's always, he's always sort of moved to, to play football. Fair play to him. And um, particularly if he's YouTubing, it's not, it's not as good when you're sitting on the bench, is it? So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I wonder. But like, like, like what is nice to see is that Foster was generally delighted with promotion, wasn't he? You could tell he was generally pleased that Backman had played so well while he was in because a, a lot of the time, you know, you, you'll be wanting that, that person who's got your place to make mistakes and things. Uh, so you, you get back in the team. So I, I, I did think that was great to see. And you can see that the, the team um, kind of camaraderie uh, and, and whatnot and it's is just, is just, just, just top draw, which has made it obviously like you don't, you don't get many teams get promoted without that. So the fact that we've, we've been able to galvanise that particularly since the change of manager is, is full credit to the team and to the likes of Foster and uh, and people who've been out of the team and, and still seem to be, uh, you know, pulling in the right direction. So we'll see what happens. I think, it, uh, I think at 38 though, can you have too much of an expectation to go places and, and play every week? Um it, it depends what your mindset is. It depends what your mindset is as, as you get older, because you know, obviously, there's only one one starting position for a keeper, isn't there? Whether you're happy to be uh, like as you get older, be a Rob Green or a Scott Carson and, and be that backup, or whether you want to go and play football and you know finish your career playing football. You know, there's 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 plenty of plenty of people who have dropped down the career to keep uh, try drop down the ladder or whatnot to keep playing um, just because they love playing football. And some people don't want to sit on the bench. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I would, I would be quite surprised if he did a season as a backup. Um, all right, so I'll, um, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. But uh, that, that, from Watford's side, that's a huge risk, though. Like going into a season with a new number one, and let's just say Foster did go, um, to not have an experienced number two as backup that can step in at any point would, would be a huge risk. And it's, it's the same risk if you was to let someone like Troy go, for instance. Um, you know, the fact is his experience and his, even his goal involvement this year for someone like Troy, for instance, 18, 18 appearances and he's had over 10 goal involvements um, isn't too shabby at all. Whereas Pedro, twice as many uh, appearances and um, I think 11 goal invol- uh, involvements. So mm-hmm. I, I think from a club perspective, they, they have to retain a level of experience within this squad. And to let someone like Foster go would be a colossal mistake in my mind. Troy's the other um, interesting one, isn't it? Because he's he's got, what, a year left on his contract? So the, the noises he's making at the minute is he's looking forward to kind of giving it one more go in the Premier League and showing that he's still still got it. Clearly hampered by injury this year. I don't think there's any question about that. They, they, before he uh, kind of came out the team around the time Munoth joined with injury, you could clearly see that his knee wasn't right. He didn't, he didn't move the way he used to. So... Um, th- that's not just a case of getting old. That's the, that's a hangover of the injury from last year, the operation, the lack of preseason. So maybe, maybe with a good preseason this year, given that you know there, there's talk that he's kind of he's over the the worst of the injury now, he's running again. Maybe with a proper preseason, um, because particularly someone like Troy, who's kind of he, his kind of body shape does fluctuate based on kind of how fit he is, fit he is. A good preseason, we, you know, we might have another option there. Um, Flip side is he's another, he's another year older, and that kind of has he got the motivation to go again? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's making all the right noises, so let's, so let's hope he does because he's been a, you know, he's been a crucial part of our team, isn't he, for the last decade? Um, but um, the flip side is, is uh, you know, at some point we've got to move away from the, you know, the Troy Deeney Watford model, haven't we? So he's he, now he's been out of the team for, for you know, kind of five, five months or so, and the teams, uh, the teams really kicked on. Is that the time to to make the break? Um, Again, another interesting one that the manager and the club have got to have got to kind of find a uh, a way to manage this summer. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like as you say, decent goal involvements there. They're, it, and not just all penalties. I mean, he didn't he didn't play overly well this season, if we're honest. But there were little little moments, uh, you know, little little links of play. Stoke away, for example, springs to mind where he was quite crucial, mm-hmm. you know, in getting us back in that game. Um, what was the goal Chalabar scored at home on the volley where Troy kind of like played a little one-two with him just flicked it over, over the defence maybe Preston um, just, just like just like little bits yeah, like I that where Preston. there's still a player there um, there's there's not a player there that you want to you know leave back to goal in a 4-3-3 kind of how he's been playing so how he would fit in again is is open for uh, for, for discussion but um, another interesting one to, 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 to keep an eye on as we, as we go into pre-season and uh, look forward to next year so uh, but let's save these questions for, for next week because I'm sure we'll touch on them after the Swansea pod. Um, Troy, uh, speak, and speaking of pods, Troy's got his own pod out now. So, uh, it's very good as well. Have yeah, you listened to it? The, the, the congested Watford pod market gets even more congested. Uh, so uh, I've listened to, I'm up to Louis through at the minute. Um, you, you've, gone, you've gone a bit further. You, you've done a lot of you. I've done a, a Anthony Joshua. That, that was good. Um, the Elton John one was very good, but the best one was being Ian Wright. Um, and to be honest, there's not too much Watford chat in it as well, which which I, I kind of like. There was a little bit in the Elton John, as you can imagine, but but Ian Wright one's been um, that's been excellent. And uh, you, you don't really notice like how involved he still is with the Premier League and and stuff like that and what he's doing. Um, 
uh, you know, some of the political agenda, sort of like uh, with with the Premier League at the moment. Um, it's quite remarkable the amount of things he's got on <laughs> going outside of football, to be honest, because he's a columnist for The Sun. He does team talk. Um, he does a, a lot of charity work, community work for Watford as well. Um, he's a busy boy. He's a very busy boy. Yeah, I don't know. He does, so, uh, particularly having young kids as well. But um, yeah, no, I've enjoyed it so far. I think I think it's good. So uh, obviously enjoyed the, the the Elton John one for obvious reasons. Uh, I, I always think it's great kind of hearing how much Elton John loves football because you just wouldn't associate Elton John with being a football fan, would you? If you didn't, you know, just living from the outside, if you're just a music fan. So I just, I always love it how kind of encyclopedic his knowledge is of, of Watford and football and stuff. And um, yeah, always just, 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 just lovely to hear him talking talking so fondly about about the club so uh but yeah enjoying the podcast so far i've got a couple more to go but uh yeah i think it's been a solid start from Troy. uh i've not really listened to his kind of talk sport talk sport or his son uh sides of things because that's not really where i go for my my kind of uh that, but, but this um yeah this has been a uh, uh a good listen so far so um i'm sure he won't be listening but troy keep up the good work and uh yeah thanks guys we'll speak to you after this one's again